How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self-empowerment through self-discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy to understand self-development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, hello, welcome back to one of the podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful day. I hope you're doing well and taking care of yourself. And I hope you are excited for episode three of the Astro series. For those of you who don't know, I am doing a series for season two of the podcast where I am talking all things astrology, bringing everything down to the ground, keeping it easy to understand to help you learn more about astrology, learn more about yourself, understand more about your birth chart. If you've ever pulled the app CoStar open on your phone and you see that you have a Venus in a certain sign and Mercury in a certain sign, the sun and rising and moon and all these different parts and it overwhelms you. Hopefully this series is helping you and has been helping you understand what all of that means, understand yourself and just diving deep into your chart. So I hope you guys have enjoyed and if you haven't checked out the first two episodes of this series, I recommend going back and listening to the first two episodes. On the first episode, I explained how to pull open your birth chart on astro.com, how to understand the way that the birth chart is structured, and then also what your sun and your rising signs represent. And then on the last episode, we chatted all about the moon, what the moon represents in your birth chart, and also what the moon phases and the moon cycle is and how you can use that to manifest and also to understand better what to do on new moons and full moons. So on this episode, we are going to be talking about the signs, the 12 signs, how they all fit together. You Maybe you don't know as much about signs that you don't have in your big three, or maybe you knew that your sun was in a certain sign. Let's say you were a Leo sun, but you didn't know that you were a moon in Sagittarius. And so understanding what Sagittarius energy is like will help you understand yourself more. And the thing about the signs also is that there are no good or bad signs. Every single sign has a light and a shadow. And therefore, every single person can choose to live out their birth chart in a different way. Because you can choose to live out the light of a sign or you can choose to live out the more shadowy parts of the sign. So on today's episode, we're going to be chatting about the 12 zodiac signs. I'm going to explain the elemental basis of the signs. So if you didn't know, the 12 zodiac signs are grouped into four categories, which are the elements. So fire, earth, water, and air. So I'm going to touch on that. And then I'm also going to touch on the representations of each sign based on which planet rules them. 
and I'll explain more what that means once we dive in. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're excited. And if you are enjoying this series, please leave a little review at the top of the Spotify app. I would really, really appreciate if you took two seconds to do that so I can reach more people with the pod and expand spiritual knowledge and demystify spiritual knowledge for more people out there. So if you have been enjoying, if this has been helping you, I would appreciate that so much. And with that being said, let's dive in. All right, so as I mentioned, all 12 signs of the zodiac fall into four categories, which are also called elements. And the four elements are fire, air, water, and earth. And what's important to mention about those categories is that there's also polarities, which is the feminine and the masculine polarities of elements. So fire and air signs are considered masculine elements. And that means that they tend to be more extroverted, more assertive, more spontaneous overall. And they tend to be more energizing. And then there's earth and water signs, which tend to be feminine elements, which means they tend to be more introverted with more inner resources of power and also just more flow in general. But let's start out with fire signs. So the three fire signs are Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac, Leo, and Sagittarius. Fire signs are super exciting, they're passionate, they're courageous, they're impulsive. They are the signs that push us to take risks, to be ourselves. They are very enthusiastic and full of energy and they just shine super brightly. And if you think of fire, right, like fire is like a spark. It sparks action, it sparks excitement, it sparks connection. Like people would sit around the fire and tell stories and hang out together and overall these signs are just here to help us embrace spontaneity and feeling alive and moving faster and all of that so that's what fire signs and the element of fire represents then comes earth signs and earth signs are taurus which as you'll notice taurus comes after aries virgo and virgo comes after leo and Capricorn, which comes after Sagittarius. So the earth signs are a little bit different. They're more stable, they're more grounded, they're more practical, they're more focused on what you can tangibly see and touch and feel. They're very hardworking, they value stability. If you think when someone says they're very grounded, they like feeling present and they like thinking about what's tangible and secure. And these are the signs that are great at long-term vision, at plans and perseverance. And because they, are, they want to build for the long-term, they're a little bit resistant to change because they have a plan set in mind and a vision for the future and for what they want to accomplish. And it's kind of hard to change their minds when they are set on that. The third element is air. And the air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Again, as you'll notice, Gemini comes after Taurus. Libra comes after Virgo and Aquarius comes after Capricorn and what air signs represent is the intellect it's communication if you think about the air the element of air air is all around us right air is something we all share so these signs are very logical they're very curious they are inclined to use their minds and their mental capacity to understand things they like to talk through things 
and they also have the ability to really process a lot of different ideas a lot of different projects and relationships and they want to feel expansive as opposed to just being rooted onto one thing alone and they're usually driven a lot by their minds their thoughts and their intellect so they like to see the facts they like to see logic when they are thinking through things and making decisions and then comes water signs and the water signs are cancer scorpio and pisces and again cancer comes after gemini scorpio comes after libra and pisces comes after aquarius and the reason why i keep mentioning this is because if you think about the order of the signs you usually say aries taurus gemini cancer leo virgo libra scorpio and then Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. So every single time you are saying that order of signs, it goes fire, earth, air, water. Fire, earth, air, water. Fire, earth, air, water. That's just a little bit more technicalities, but I wanted to mention that. And water signs are the intuitives. They are the emotional signs, the sensual signs. They need to tap into their emotions to process things. They need to tap into what's underneath the physical and what's visible to understand life. They have a really rich inner world and are able to connect with other people because of that, because they're super sensitive and very vulnerable and have a lot of insight into what they experience, into behaviors, into their motivations and just their heart. Any person that has a lot of water in their chart is very aware of their feelings and feels things pretty strongly um so these are people who are not very focused on logic or on practicality they need to lean into their intuition and their emotions in order to make decisions so that's a little bit about the elements that's a little bit about how the signs are grouped together and that also shows how there are very strong similarities between all of these signs though each sign has a slight twist on the element that it is grouped under so now let's chat a little bit more in depth about each of those signs and their associations all right so now let's dive into each sign and what i want to mention is that the signs are energies while the planets represent certain things that we embody when it comes to our personality for example mercury being the way we communicate venus our values our relationships and how we think about money and pleasure etc the signs represent the energy with which we embody those things so our sun sign is the energy that we emanate when we allow ourselves to shine to our brightest and so I'm going to dive into each sign and I'm going to explain a little bit about each of them as well as mentioning a little bit of the light and the shadow of each one. So let's start out with the fire signs. And as I mentioned, the first sign of the zodiac is Aries and Aries is a fire sign. And I'm going to use a key word for each of the signs to help you kind of understand the energy that it carries. And the word that I'm using for Aries is the leader or the pioneer. Aries is a self-starter. Aries is all about taking action. It's about being first. It's about wanting your place in the front of the line. It's about winning. It's about achieving and being a go-getter. 
that's the light of Aries. When you embody Aries to the fullest, you are not afraid to take action. You're not afraid to spring to action, to launch things, to feel excited about the beginning of things. That's what Aries feels most excited about. The exciting new beginnings, the first part of new projects, and just thinking of fresh new ideas. So if you have Aries in your chart, allow yourself to innovate, to think outside the box, to be a leader and to share your voice and your desire to lead others. That is super important. Aries is ruled by Mars. And what that means is that it's ruled by the planet of action. It's the planet of passion. It's the planet of war traditionally. But more importantly, it's the planet that represents the way we go about our lives to take action, to get what we want, and what we bring a ton of passion to. So that's super important to remember when thinking about Aries energy, right? Aries is all about all of those things. Now, the shadow of Aries is that because Aries is so excited about getting started, about launching, about going, it can be a little bit impulsive. And maybe Aries jumps to start something new and then later realizes that maybe that's not exactly what they want or because they didn't have a solid plan before they just got started they have to take a few steps back because they realize it's not really what they wanted from the start. So that's something that can be a shadow. And then another shadow can also be a little bit of brashness with communication or feeling a little bit too competitive when it comes to many different areas of life. So just feeling this sense of competitiveness with other people. The second fire sign is Leo. And the word I would use to describe Leo is the heart-centered king. The light of the energy of the sign Leo is love, is being in love with life, is wanting to be generous and loving and kind with people and coming from a place of presence. It's really about being present with life. It's about appreciating the moment. It's about wanting to share the moment with other people and live life from a place of loyalty and excitement and not being afraid to be your authentic self and to be who you are and own who you are and truly just allow yourself to shine, right? Leo is ruled by the sun, so it's all about shining. It's all about being proud of yourself. It's all about being proud of what you do and what you bring to the table. So uh, the light of Leo is that, is being so yourself that you don't care at all what other people think about you, allowing yourself to be funny, to be entertaining, to be the life of the party. Now, the shadow of Leo energy is taking that to the extreme, right? Is being so focused on yourself that you forget to share with other people, that you forget to share your love. And then another shadow aspect is also being a little bit too sensitive and then also as a result, being a little bit too dramatic and taking things to the extreme when they don't need to be taken to the extreme. Um when you don't feel acknowledged or when you don't feel like other people are giving you the appreciation that you seek. So I think that a huge way to optimize that is to give that to yourself and to always be your number one cheerleader and to remember to have an abundance mindset and to embrace the fact that there is so much to go around. And so being generous and sharing with other people is super important. And then the third fire sign is Sagittarius. The word that I would use to describe Sagittarius is the inspiring freedom seeker. Sagittarius is all about exploring. It is traditionally ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is all about abundance. It's about knowledge. It's about learning and 
the way Sagittarius does all of that is through connecting with other people, connecting with other cultures. Sagittarius is really connected to travel, to education, to higher education, to learning, to reading books, to wanting to absorb as much information from other cultures, from other people as possible. And that's why freedom is so important to people who have Sagittarius influences. So really learning how to strike that balance between feeling free but also having some sort of stability that can ground you is super important for Sagittarius energy. But ultimately, Sagittarius is the excited person who wants to learn as much as possible, who wants to always be growing and who's going to pursue projects until the end and to master it. And once they feel like that's accomplished and done, they're going to move to the next thing and they're going to do that until the best they can get it to. Now, the shadow of Sagittarius is that because Sagittarius is in this pursuit of knowledge and of truth, it sometimes forgets that the world is not black and white. And therefore, it's so important to understand the nuances of things and to realize that people and things are more complex than just right and wrong answers. And then another shadow aspect of Sagittarius is that because Sagittarius is all about learning, Sagittarius energy that preemptively thinks they already know it all can come across a little bit as maybe self-righteous or know-it-all. And so that's why it's super important for Sagittarius to really dive deep into learning and to absorbing as much information as possible and to broadening their perspective by connecting with people who do different things than they do, who are co- who come from different places than they do. So all of that is super, super important. Alright, so the first earth sign is Taurus and coming from a Taurus sun, I love Taurus energy and the word I would use to describe Taurus is the architect and I'll explain a little bit why. Taurus is ruled by Venus, so it's all about Venusian things. It's all about pleasures, the five senses, enjoying everything that's sensory and sensual, so good smells, things that feel really good to the touch, yummy food. Anything that's really pleasant and aesthetic and artsy and just appreciating the finer things in life. So that's the aspect that of Taurus that's super Venusian. And then the way that Taurus kind of manifests the earth element is through its search for stability, security, and safety. So Taurus is all about creating a long-term plan. And that's why I said architect, right? Taurus wants to have a game plan. It wants to... it's the opposite of Aries. It's not focused on immediate gratification. It's focused on building something that's going to be long lasting so that they can enjoy all the pleasures in life so that they don't have to be in a place of feeling like a lack and feeling like they don't have solid ground to build upon. So that's why safety and security is super important to this sign. So the light of Taurus is being super, you know, aesthetic and able to really feel, make things feel really homey and to create amazing dishes and food and pleasurable experiences. And also being able to help others create a long-term vision. The shadow side of Taurus though, is what people associate with Taurus, which is being stubborn, right? When, when you have a vision for the future and you have this plan and you really believe in the plan, you forget that maybe things come up maybe life happens and things have to change and the plan has to change so being really fixated on the way things have to be 
can be a shadow side of Taurus and that can be challenging. So it's really important to learn how to be flexible and to be adaptable when it comes to plans and to also be able to hear other people out and find something that works for all the people that are coming with you. So that's super important for Taurus. The second earth sign is Virgo. Virgo has a little bit of a different twist because Virgo is ruled by Mercury. The word I would use to describe Virgo is the perfectionist. Virgo is all about the organization. Virgo is really, really hardworking and organized and likes spaces to feel clean. So Virgo energy is all about purification and healing and also service to other people. As I mentioned, it's really associated with purification. So that's why daily routines tend to be really important for Virgos to feel really nourished, to feel really grounded. You know, having that moment in the shower when you're truly allowing yourself to replenish yourself, to feel clean and well and really just focusing on a schedule that works for you. And again, Virgo deep down just wants to make sure everyone feels taken care of everything feels like it's in place and as i mentioned virgo is ruled by mercury so i find that that's why for virgos it's so important to write things down to have a journal to have an agenda to have a planner to just put things on paper and to have that help with organization and the shadow side of virgo is that because virgo can be so organized and likes having a plan and likes having a schedule it can be a little bit rigid and so sometimes it's again similar to Taurus a little bit inflexible in its ways and I think the biggest shadow side of Virgo is the perfectionism right when you are wanting things to be perfect it's detrimental to your health because nothing's ever going to be perfect and as a recovering perfectionist I think I have the ability to say this that when I've been seeking out perfection in my life it's always been to my detriment because it's so important to understand the humanness of things, to understand that it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay for things to go differently than you planned and to not take it personally, to not think that it's all your fault and to blame it on yourself for failing, but instead to embrace a learner's mindset and to understand that those mistakes can be your biggest teachers. That's what I would say to someone with strong Virgo energy. And then the last earth sign is Capricorn and the word, and the word I would use to describe Capricorn is the CEO. Capricorn to its brightest and best and the light of Capricorn is that Capricorn is so driven. The symbol for Capricorn is a sea goat and when you think about goats, goats are very resilient creatures. They climb mountains, they go up mountains and you know when you're going up a mountain, it's a feat, right? If you've ever been on a hike, it can be pretty challenging and pretty physically draining as well. But the goat does not stop until it gets to the top of the mountain. And when you're on a hike and you go through a hike and you're tired and then you get to the top of the mountain and you're able to see the beautiful view, you feel so proud of yourself. You feel so excited and so accomplished. And that's what Capricorn energy is all about. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is also called the disciplinary. And so Capricorn energy is really about perseverance and being resilient and coming from a place of wanting to achieve and wanting to be successful and wanting to be that CEO for the purpose of providing security and safety to yourself and your loved ones. And Capricorns, even though they might not admit it, do have a soft spot. 
And the reason why they do a lot of what they do is because they care about their loved ones and they want to be able to provide for their loved ones and bring that sense of stability to those around them. And something I really admire about Capricorn energy and the resilient energy of Capricorn to me is also very awe-inspiring. It's something I am always trying to tap into more. And then the shadow side of Capricorn energy is taking that to the extreme, is being so success-oriented that you forget to disconnect from your work, that you forget that while you're doing all of this because you want to create a sense of security and stability for yourself and your loved ones, it's important to take time outside of work to be with them, to show the people you love that you love them, to be present and to allow yourself to have pleasure even if you haven't yet reached your goal, even if you're still on the way. So that's something that I would tell someone with Capricorn influence. And now let's dive into the air signs. Starting out with Gemini. Gemini is so misunderstood. And the word I used for Gemini is a jokester. Gemini energy is so fun. They are so spontaneous. It's an air sign, right? So it likes to bring people together by being funny and being spontaneous and sharing stories and jokes and Gemini is also very diverse it likes to do many different things and to be very and Gemini's are super multi-dimensional they are very good communicators even if they don't think so they have this ability to pick up on what other people are thinking and what other people need and to kind of connect all of these different people's opinions in a way that works super well for everyone. I find that they are great connectors. And Geminis, as I said, are ruled by Mercury. So it really is all about that. It's really about feeling self-expressed, being heard, being seen, and feeling heard and feeling seen by other people. The shadow side of Gemini is maybe being a little bit distracted because, you know, if you're trying to do so many different things at once, it's really hard to focus on just one thing. So as someone with a Gemini Venus, I can definitely say sometimes I have a really hard time with picking one thing to focus on. And I think that that's something that Geminis are really here to learn is that you can be super multidimensional and know a little bit about everything and you know be able to have all those fun facts to throw out in conversations. But it's also important to double down on things that you really love. So when you find something you're super passionate about, allow yourself to double down on that, to learn more about it, and to be really the expert on it, um, even if you're very knowledgeable in a lot of different areas of life. That's something I would say for Gemini is, is important. And to also learn to give others your attention when they're talking to you because you have so much going on in your mind and so many thoughts at the same time. So can be hard to focus at times but it's so key to find what can ground you so that's gemini and then after gemini comes libra my word for libra is balance seeker libra is all about connection to other people after all it is an air sign and it was ruled by venus so while taurus is kind of this energy of venus that's pleasure seeking that's super almost focused on the self, right? On like, how can I make myself feel amazing? And how can I engage all my five senses? Libra takes the Venusian energy towards relationship. How can I connect with other people? How can I meet other people 
and be in conversation with them and how can I be a mediator and make sure everyone feels well and happy and given it is ruled by Venus it is all about aesthetics it is all about beautiful things and you know beauty and doing things that make your space feel really beautiful that make you feel really beautiful and just wanting to be surrounded by very aesthetic and beautiful things Libra is also symbolized by the balance so it's all about you guessed it balance right so it's all about being fair and making sure everyone's opinions are accounted for and that you can find a happy medium that works for everyone it's also just a very sweet and generous sign and very peaceful now the shadow side of libra is that libra can have a hard time being alone so because it's so relationship oriented being alone can be a challenge and Libras can be scared of their own company as a result so it's so important to do that type of healing to really be able to sit with yourself and to love your own company if you have Libra influence and then also another shadow side of Libra is that because Libra is really focused on aesthetics on beautiful things sometimes you know remembering that it doesn't always have to look perfect it doesn't always have to be aesthetic for something to be valuable and for something to have worth um lastly because libra is a relationship oriented and wants to make sure everything is making everyone else happy they can put their needs last or they can just have a hard time making decisions because they're trying to appease everyone and then the third air sign is aquarius we are currently entering a really special moment which is called the age of aquarius so this type of energy is going to be crucial the way i describe aquarius is the innovator and Aquarius is ruled by Saturn in traditional astrology and by Uranus in modern astrology. Aquarius is all about innovation. It's all about being unique and progressive and taking things to another level. It's also super connected with technology. So it is pretty fact-oriented. Aquarius's love to look at all the data and to base their decisions on the data, on what they can see on paper and what they can logically reason through, but for the sake of helping other people, for being humanitarian and innovation-driven and for improving the world. So it's an awesome energy. And the shadow side of Aquarius is feeling really different than everyone because Aquariuses tend to almost sit on the outside and observe things and have this really good external perspective of what's going on because they're paying so much attention to the details and kind of analyzing what's going on that to the extreme can make them feel like the outcast feel like the odd one out feel misunderstood or like the rebel so that's kind of the shadowy sides of Aquarius also sometimes being a little bit too analytical and too focused on the facts and not as connected to their emotions or trying to rationalize what you feel and use your logic to get yourself out of situations can be a shadow side and then now lastly let's move to the water signs starting out with cancer i literally have so many cancer friends in my life i think 80 percent of my friends are cancers which is kind of funny but as a cancer moon it's great because i understand them so much but cancer is the first of the water signs and the word i would use to describe it is the guardian it's also ruled by the moon super in touch with emotions cancer is such a feeler it feels so deeply 
right? Uh, the moon is associated with our emotional life. As I mentioned in the past episode, our moon sign represents how we handle our emotions, what we need to feel well emotionally. And as you consume, emotions are super important for cancers. It's super important for all the water signs, but especially for cancers in terms of navigating your own emotional experience and knowing that you are worthy of your emotions and of feeling your feelings. And the reason I said the word I would use for cancer is guardian is that because the moon is traditionally associated with our mom, cancer is really about creation. It's about nourishment. It's about taking care of our loved ones. And because cancer is so focused on its loved ones and on caring for other people, it can feel like a burden. It can feel like its emotions are too much for other people, like they are too much for other people. And so they stay inside their little crab shells and don't allow themselves to feel the fullness of their emotional experience. So that's a big lesson for cancers. But on the bright side, cancers are so nurturing. They're so caring. They are creatures that have so much love to give. They want to make sure you feel at home. They want to make sure you feel safe and loved. And I love that about cancers. I also find cancers to be super creative people, very, very artistic people. And I think because they're so in, in tune with their emotions. And then the shadowy sides of cancer would be that because cancers feel so much, if they don't have an outlet to express their, their emotions, either they're journaling onto a notebook or they're talking to a therapist or they have a safe space to share their emotions with other people, they start bottling their emotions in into a point where they start resenting other people or they just feel moody and then make other people feel like it's about them when deep down they didn't have time to process how they feel. So it's really, really important for cancers to take time and really process how you feel and know that you are worthy of feeling what you feel and know that you are worthy of sharing with other people and with yourself especially, of just opening up that box. And after Cancer comes Scorpio. Scorpio is traditionally ruled by Mars and the modern ruler is Pluto. And the word I would use to describe Scorpio is power. The best image I have to explain Scorpio energy is an iceberg. When you think of Pluto in its traditional mythological representations or Hades, right? Pluto lived in the underworld, it lived below the ground. Similarly, an iceberg you can see the top of the iceberg, but there's so much of the iceberg that's below the surface that you don't see in the surface. And that's why Scorpios are such deep people. Scorpios are all about depth. They are able to understand how things are not black and white, how things are deep. They run deep, right? Still water runs deep, as the song goes. It's super, super important for Scorpios to be in touch with that depth that they carry. And because they are such deep people and that's the energy that they carry they're able to understand everyone around them and other people because everyone has depth everyone has things below the surface that they don't show to the outer world and that's why Scorpio is really connected to power because when you're able to understand yourself really deeply and when you're able to carry a really deep vision of life you carry a lot of power when you're able to transform and when you're able to use your depths to grow your self-awareness, you are powerful. And that's something that I think is super awesome about Scorpio energy. I think they're super inspiring, magnetic people that carry this energy that just draws everyone to them when they're coming from a place of knowing their worth. 
what happens is that when Scorpio is not in tune with that power that they carry, it can kind of manifest the opposite way because it can kind of push people away if you're trying to manipulate situations or things to be a certain way. So I think that's something super important for Scorpios to understand that when you know your worth and when you don't feel the need to control situations or relationships for things to go a certain way and you're able to just sit back and be in your energy, you're going to magnetically attract all those things to you. And then another thing that I think is super important for Scorpios is forgiveness, is being able to forgive yourself and forgive your shadow side and forgive other people because we're all human and we all make mistakes. And I think that's super important. But that's, I think, also something that Scorpios are naturally really good at. They're able to see the depth of different people and they are able to understand that because we're all human, we all have a light and a shadow so tap into that knowledge scorpios and then the last sign of the zodiac and the last one for the series is pisces pisces is the last water sign and pisces i would describe as the psychic pisces is traditionally ruled by jupiter as well and in modern astrology it is ruled by neptune and pisces are so dreamy they are idealists they have this vision of a world where we all love each other and everything is beautiful and they are also huge 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 empaths they feel other people's emotions they absorb other people's emotions and that can be really overwhelming so i think because pisces are so open and they are such empaths and such sensitive people they are so aware of what other people are feeling and that can feel overwhelming to them and so because of that it can sometimes be hard for them to hold space for all of that so for Pisces it's so important to develop boundaries and to be able to understand like that is that person this is me and that person can feel upset and angry and stressed and I can support that person and I can feel what that person's feeling and understand that it's a hard thing to feel but I don't have to absorb that emotion as my own so those energetic boundaries are so important for Pisces and so the light of Pisces is being dreamy is being creative is being sensitive and empathetic and super able to understand other people's struggles and emotions and hold space for it and then the shadowy sides would be feeling so overwhelmed by all of this emotional charge that you shut yourself off, that you don't want to be around people, that you want to isolate. You know, so I sometimes describe Pisces as zero or 100 of the zodiac. Like either you want to do something so much and so to the fullest or you don't want to do anything at all. And every time I share that with friends, they really resonate with it. Um, so if you're listening and you do have Pisces energy, let me know. But yeah, that's a little bit about Pisces. So I think it's super important to develop energetic boundaries and also learn that you do not have to do things to zero and hundred you do not have to isolate yourself if you feel overwhelmed emotionally you can still hold space for other people without getting attached to their emotional charge it's a practice but you can do it and i think you would do wonders for both your health and your relationship with other people and with that being said that kind of closes off this episode i know it was a little bit of a longer episode I have so much to say about each of the signs, so I wanted to share as much as possible. I hope it was super insightful. I hope it helped you understand both you and your friends and other people you know better. And I would encourage you, as I mentioned in previous episodes, to look at your birth chart to see 
what's the split of elements in your chart? Like, do you have mostly air? Do you have mostly earth? Or do you have a mix of all of them? Like, how do you have some elements that are missing in your life? And how can you tap into it? Maybe you have so much fire and air, but you don't have enough earth and water, so you're a little bit less grounded or a little bit less in tune with your emotions and that in, like you need to work on that introspection. Or maybe you have like so much water and then you have no air. And so you feel so much, but you have a hard time expressing it and communicating it and verbalizing with other people and learning to tap into that is super important. So I'd recommend looking at that split and then also understanding if you have a predominance of a certain sign. If a certain sign, if you have like three or four planets in a certain sign, like that sign is pretty important to understanding yourself. So understand the shadow aspect of that sign. Understand what you could work on and improve on and then also how you can tap into the light more. And so with that being said, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, would really appreciate if you took a little second out of your day to leave a quick rating at the top of Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you. I will see you on the next episode of Luna the Podcast for series episode number four. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. See you soon. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.